back in uh, let me let me backtrack we'll, we'll pray before we read but um i would just like to thank you again for the opportunity of coming here as i've said this may be our final year we've been in the office we've had the office across the road for about 12 years and robin and i've been worshiping here for that time and uh, yeah we've really appreciated your support in our ministry and we say say thank you but let's uh, let's pray as we now pause to go into the scriptures and hopefully have the hearts of those unreached people or the on our hearts <clears throat> father we do pray pray for north africa we see some amazing things that are being done we see, see some crying needs father we pray that you will raise up workers from africa from australia and around the world to go and share the gospel with those who have not heard that live in in the north of that great continent so we pray your blessing we pray now as we look at colossians that you will open the scriptures to us and teach us and encourage us we pray in jesus name amen about 2016 i brought out a friend from africa peter materia some of you may know him he came and spoke um, at our conference in that year. It was 100 years of AIM in Australia. He stayed with Robin and I for about three weeks. We took him around to various places and in other states as well. You know, as we were talking, he, he noted some differences about Australia and Africa. He said, where are all the people? There's nobody on the streets. He said, because you go in Africa, in the cities or in the bush, there are people everywhere. He noticed that. He said the streets are so clean. Unfortunately, in Africa, a lot of rubbish on the streets. There were two things that he noticed. But then he said, do you know what Africa needs? He said, Africa needs the gospel according to Colossians. Africa needs the gospel according to Colossians. And he was referring particularly to the section that we've read today that is about the supremacy of Jesus, the supremacy of the Son of God. And I'd suggest as we go into Colossians, it's not only Africa that needs Colossians. It's you and I need the gospel according to Colossians. But Peter saw Colossians as having the answer to many of Africa's woes. For example, Christianity mixed with traditional religion. Tribal influences, conflicts and ongoing chaos in some countries. You know, I've heard stories of church leaders, maybe bishops, going to church, but then also going to the witch doctor for advice. Maybe they're hedging their bets. But the, a lot of traditional religion being mixed with Christianity. We talk about folk Islam. So in sub-Saharan Africa, we see a lot of traditional African religions mixed with Islam. They don't have a pure form of Islam, but they combine the two. Unfortunately, some Christians are doing the same. You, know, you take countries like Kenya, they're notorious for their political protests at election time. You have two large people groups are usually involved in the election and it doesn't matter which one wins, the other one is going to be quite or start violent protests. 
It's only a couple of weeks ago we had warnings from Nairobi that we were to keep people out of the city for two days every week for the foreseeable future because of political unrest, protests. Some years ago, I remember in Kenya after the elections, violence erupted right across the country. And now Kenya is a country that's said to be 80% Christian. One of the church leaders said, we look at all this violence and he says it's not the 20% non-Christians that are causing this. The Christians are in it too. Why? Why? Materia was saying, if, if they had the gospel according to Colossians, if they realised the supremacy of the Son of God over all traditional religions, over all divisions of people groups, they would be... Africa would be a different place. You know, you often read in the news other African countries in turmoil. South Sudan, Mozambique, Congo, Central African Republic, Zimbabwe, South Africa, all suffering conflict. The gospel, according to Colossians, can change Africa. It can change you and me. So let, let's turn to in Colossians chapter 1. Verses 15 to 17, the Son of God is supreme. In verse 15, the African Bible commentary, which I tend to use a bit, suggests that Paul was citing a hymn, a hymn of the day. You know, sometimes when we're sharing the scriptures, we will often maybe share a, a verse out of a hymn. Well, this seems to be what he was doing. In verse 15, the Son of God, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn over all creation, for in him all things were created. Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers. The hymn and Paul's letter makes the point that Jesus is the supreme being. He is our creator, or if you like, co-creator with the Father and the Holy Spirit. He is the purpose of creation. All things were made for him. He is the son of God. He is both the model and the head of humanity. He's showing sinless mankind. You know, in Genesis 3, man was created in God's image, but the image was spoiled by sin. Jesus shows us how it should be, what it should look like. In case you think the words firstborn or son of God means Jesus was created, Paul goes on in verse 16 that Jesus is not part of creation but is the creator, involved with the Father as a co-creator. Nothing is impossible, nothing exists without him. The African Bible commentary highlights the reassurance this gives for many African Christians who still fear the ancestors and spirits who are seen as intermediaries between the creator God and the living. You know, Islam and traditional African religions, many of them recognise God, right? But God is very far away. He's not a personal God. He's, he cannot be known. We are bringing them a God that is very personal. That is our personal redeemer and personal saviour. And we need to be living in a personal relationship with him. We hear of sacrifices to the spirits. 
and I've heard of sacrifices to the spirits that may include children. We see the wearing of bracelets or amulets to ward off evil spirits. In places like Madagascar, we hear about the turning of the ancestral bones. They go into the where they have the bodies and they turn the bones every so often, all to appease the spirits. All these are in vain. Today we read in verse 15 to 23 that God, that Jesus is supreme. He is over all of these. Just let's wind back. We started at verse 15. Let's wind back to verses 13 to 14 for a moment. And I'll read these. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, into the kingdom of the Son he loves. So we're in Jesus' kingdom, in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. So he is our Redeemer. He is our Saviour. We need nothing else other than Jesus. So I wonder in Australia, what are we using instead of Jesus? Maybe people follow the horoscopes. Maybe we rely on our own abilities. What do we need to surrender to Jesus? What do we need to repent of? Jesus has authority over all these, all things invisible and visible. He is the creator and the reason the universe exists. If you believe some of the scientific reports these days, we have more than one universe. So he's the creator of all those universes. While Paul quotes a hymn, another hymn that reminds me, or comes to me when I read these passages, is the hymn that has the line, He's all I need, Jesus is all I need. Those over 40 probably know that, yes? <laughs> the younger ones may not. But Jesus is all I need. So I ask the question, what more do you need? Jesus is supreme. The first few verses of Colossians remind me of some other verses and other things. In Revelation 4, verse 8, we read, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is to come. Jesus was in the beginning, he is now, and he is to come. Revelation 4.11, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honour and power. For you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. That, might, that brings to memory another old song. Thou art worthy, thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, glory and honour, glory and honour and power. Some remember that. It goes on, for you have created, all things have created, for your pleasure they were created. Thou art worthy, O Lord. Jesus indeed is worthy of our praise. And if we fix our eyes on Jesus, take away the reliance on some of these other things, our lives will change. If we can take the message of Jesus to Africa and encourage them to set aside these other things, that great nation will change even more, that great continent. Jesus indeed is worthy of our praise. There's a new song uh, I see from Casting Crowns. It 
basically says, I don't need to leave a legacy when I die. I don't care if they remember me or not. It's only Jesus that matters. Jesus is supreme. In verses 18 to 21 of Colossians 1, the hymn presents Jesus as more. He is the head of the body, the church. The church is the family of those who have been reconciled to God by Jesus Christ in verse 20. The Son of God came as an offering for our sin and offers us a relationship with himself and the Father. In verse 18, he is the beginning and firstborn from among the dead. He is risen from dead. All God's fullness is in him in verse 19. He is fully God and fully man. He reconciles all things to himself, verse 20, and by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Verse 21, once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behaviour, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. How great would that be that we can stand free from any accusation? We can't on our own. It's only by becoming Christ that we can. And Paul says in verse 23, all these things will happen if you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel, the gospel that you heard that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven, and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. Why should we fear the influences of the princes of the world? Witchcraft, sorcery, superstitions, other little subtle things that we practice here in Australia. And this gospel is why Africa and their mission exists. Our purpose is to serve the Church of Jesus Christ particularly in helping reach the unreached, helping reach all nations, particularly those of Africa. Someone mentioned earlier, today we're in Ramadan. Indeed we are, where many Muslims are seeking God. Pray they will find Jesus. We've come at a Passover where Jews have celebrated the Passover lamb in the days of the exile in Egypt where they painted the blood on the doorpost and the spirit of the angel of death passed over them. Pray they will know that Jesus is the Passover lamb given that we might be forgiven. Jesus is our saviour. Jesus brings us back to being acceptable to God. Jesus is all you need. He is supreme. Over Easter, I uh, had a couple of pleasant things. One of them was to go to the movie and watch uh, His Only Son. I don't know if any of you saw that. It was in the movies down in Erina. It was a great picture. It started, it was the story of um, Isaac and Abraham and Sarah. It started with Isaac heading towards Mount Moriah to to do as God commanded to sacrifice Isaac. On the way, we were filled in on the stories of Abraham. But Abraham, on the journey, he would talk with his comrades, which included 
Isaac and two other men. And he would share the gospel according to Abraham. One which said that man is sinful, including Abraham. He saw himself as sinful, but God, by his mercy, is making us right to be with him. And we saw that uh, through Abraham, all many nations would be blessed. And of course, that blessing has come through the Lord Jesus Christ. He is of the seed of Abraham and he has blessed many that are of the seed and not of the seed of Abraham. He has brought you and me into Abraham's family. The film ends on Calvary with the three cross and the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's a great culmination of a story. The cross is central to the gospel, no matter who's telling the story. The film put up on the screen some verses like John 3.16. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish and have eternal life. I'd like to read um, this, this little book as a devotional, but it, it's one where the writings of Oswald Chambers are put together. Oswald Chambers was a chaplain to the soldiers in World War I in the Middle East. He died and then his wife was a court stenographer and she assembled some of his book, uh, book writings, some of his teachings into this book. But on April 6, uh, he says... <coughs> The reason it is so easy for us to obtain salvation is that it costs God so much. We simply have to believe. Whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. The cross is the point where God and sinful man merge with a crash and the way of life is open. But the crash, and by implication the pain, is on the heart of God. The good news about Jesus is that though he is God, he came as man to save us, anyone who believes in him. Jesus is the reason for the gospel. Jesus is supreme. Well, I hope you've been encouraged today by those few thoughts from the gospel of Colossians. Remember, Africa needs the gospel of Colossians but not only Africa. But having Christ supreme in our lives will change our lives. For Africans, it means they can just push away traditional beliefs. They can push away the spirits and the ancestors which are so strong in the traditional African religions. I hope you can see how, how that gospel can indeed change Africa and how indeed it can change us. But if you only remember one thing today, just remember that Jesus is supreme. Let's pray. <clears throat> our Heavenly Father, we come to you and we thank you for our Lord Jesus Christ, who is creator, who was who is and who is to come. He is our Lord and our Saviour, our Redeemer, and he can bring us into a right relationship with you. So, Father, we thank you. And, Father, keep on our hearts 
more and more the fact that Jesus is supreme. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.